Hey everybody, this is Yaka from Speech Blabs. Um, today is the first day we are trying a new format of our shows. We used to do you used, we used to do it on IG Lives, but we decided to kind of make it a little bit more interactive. Um, we can be a little bit more prepared with the questions and everything. So we are trying to record those as podcasts. We will see how it goes. Um, and today I have a pleasure to have my first guest, which is actually my coworker. Uh, he's also a co-founder, um, father of Speech Blubs, one of the fathers. <laughs> um, his name is Dal. Um, and yeah, he's going to be my guest today. So we're going to have a chance to ask him all about Speech Blubs, how it started, how it evolved, what he liked about it, what he didn't like, what he would do different, etc. We'll just go with the flow and see how it all happens. So, hey, Dal. Hi, nice to meet you all. I'm good. It's a little hot here in Slovenia, but other than that, fully in the work. So okay, let's so get this done. <laughs> yeah, we are in the middle of the summer, right? So um, kind of makes sense. It's hot. Are you going on any vacation um, soon? Not very soon, but towards uh, the fall, I will probably go for a couple of days. Okay, but a lot someone of work has to be done to, in the summer, right? Yeah, someone <laughs> has to stay here and hold down the fort for, for the summer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I don't know, whatever you think it's important in terms of speech blobs, um, what do you do here um, and stuff like that, just to begin with. Uh, okay, so uh, I am the technical director or CTO here. So everything regarding engineering is kind of under my supervision one way or the other. And basically the correct term for it, it would be the technical co-founder. Uh, so I'm the one that kind of started building the first app technically programming. And I've done that because I've, I've been working with apps for quite a while, even before. So I've done over 50 apps before, and this was, a very nice hobby project for all of us on the start. Uh, and it was always fun to do because it was different. It was not just some kind of forums and another Uber version or something like that. It was always directed towards kids and it was mechanics, it was animations. It was something most engineers really like to do because yeah. it's visual. And it was quite a pleasure to, to be able to work on something like that and I was very happy and very eager to get this going and make it bigger. So that's kind of how it started. But my background mostly comes from engineering, from computer science. Um, so th that's basically what I do here. I need to ensure that everything runs smoothly, that we that our products are quality, that we don't have any any bigger bugs or crashes, and that everything scales up nicely as we get more and more users inside the app. Okay, quite an interesting description, I would say. Um, we're definitely gonna delve <laughs> into it a little bit more. Um, but let's start in the beginning. We all know there's a, like, a really nice background story to it. Like there's co four co-founders, right, of Speech Blabs. Um, if we go way back, it kind of started the idea because all of you had um, some problems with speech, right? One way or the yeah. other. Um, how was it with you? What was your problem or your like obstacle to overcome in terms of speech? Well, when I was, I was about four years old, uh, I had a problem with the letter R 
art in Slovenian, so I couldn't say riba or ratsa or something like that. But I would say with I would say it with l, so it would be liba latsa, and that's when the teacher in the kindergarten sent me to a speech therapist and we started working working on this problem and i've gotten the exercise i had to do i still remember it it's i had to say the but i kind of had to put the finger under my tongue and move it left to right like uh, and it would make a sound after it but most languages don't actually need it so i just had to to get that fixed until i went to to primary school Okay. Um, so basically, this was kind of inspiration for the app, right? If I assume correctly, um, given the fact that like speech therapies are kind of a big deal, they take time before you're accepted into it. They are a long term process. Uh, for most of the people in the United States, for example, they are quite expensive, right? So yeah. the main idea was what to create an app that like everyone can afford that is fun, educational, interactive and helps children. Yeah, that's factually correct. Um, it started kind of like, I think one of other, I think one of my other co-founders had a kid go to a speech therapist as well, include mm-hmm. aside to him. And he noticed that the exercises there were still pretty much the same or similar to those that were there 10 or 15 years ago. And it's kind of interesting that all other fields kind of moved forward and went all digital. But speech therapy was a little bit left out because it was still, it's still a niche basically, but it's very needed. And it's, now it's the time for it to bloom, I would say, yeah. because many more uh, apps are coming out that are attacking this. And basically it's just digitizing. It started like as digitizing uh, the therapist practices and make it easier to work at home, make it more affordable because there are still, I think, a little bit too few speech therapists than to how many problems are out there with the children, for example. Okay. Um, You mentioned it kind of started as a hobby, right? Uh, Probably wasn't like a real idea and you set it up and went for it, but it kind of started as something that you were passionate about. Um, When was the, like, do you have any key moment when you realized that this could actually be a thing? I think we kind of always had a feeling it, that it could be a thing. So it was more a question of time and persistence rather than if it would be a thing or if it wouldn't be a thing. Okay. I'm not sure that answers your question, but it's uh, at least from, from my end, it was always like, okay, this, this is going to be great. This is going to be good. But it was just a question of time when we actually get there that it's good enough for us to let other people see if you've done a lot of testing early on and just to figure out everything that comes with it so we can kind of stop with other jobs and focus fully on this. It was more, for me, it was more like a question of time rather than if it would be. So it's not like actually a key moment aside from like the funds we got. That was, those were like the most realistic confirmations Mm. I would say that we had. Uh, But other than that, it was just like, we're going to be doing this as a hobby like forever at least for my part it was always i want to do something good for people i want to do some want to make something better so i would be doing it in either in either way it's just that yeah um, yeah. yeah i mean for me it's kind of like 
really surprising how how big of an impact we're actually making here with this app. Uh, you kind of get like it's so easy to forget, right? When you're just like here on the other yeah. side, just improving the app. Um, I don't know, working on fixes, on bugs, um, adding new content, you kind of forget that you're actually making an impact. And it's always nice to hear parents when you hear their feedback, when you're actually seeing kids, how they're improving with this app. And you kind of realize you got the real deal here, right? So that's, yeah. I think, one of the best parts of this. Um, one I thing think I want to... Our... Go ahead. If I can jump in. Yeah. Uh, I think one of our also key moments I remember now was uh, when... There was a kid with Down syndrome, his name was Daniel, and we were testing one of our very early prototypes with him uh, and his mother, and we had like a really good relationship, um, and they came to our office quite a couple of times. And then there was a video, and like uh, Daniel really uh, improved uh, with our app, and that was one of our key moments, I think, for not only for me, but for, for other people in the company at the time as well that we actually saw how good of an impact it is and you actually see it on video and it was just like yeah. really great i still get like goosebumps from it. <laughs> awesome uh, for those of you who don't know we do have a blog page speechblogs.com blog and daniel's story is on those blog pages so you can definitely check it out read all about it i think the video is included there um so definitely worth a read and watch um you mentioned that this was kind of a big thing, right? When you saw how Daniel improved. Um, what about like in terms of milestones of the app? I mean, we, we, you kind of walked a long path now, right? It's a couple of years since Speechblocks has been out. Are there like yeah. certain milestones, maybe from your perspective, from your like point of view, from work you do here, what were like the biggest milestones in the app or the biggest changes or things you did that improved the app the most during its like lifetime? And that's a really good question. Um, I would say that the biggest part of our app was always like the mechanics inside it. So like the repeat exercise that we do that kids are following and the facts that we're changing. I think when we went like all out to improve and optimize the, the things inside. So one of the first things we did was uh, something we call internally guess what mechanic which the kid has to guess from one, one or two things that uh, are on the picture. And that was one of the first things that really made impact with the engagement. And that was really on start was in September 2017. Uh, one of our first updates and that one really made a big difference. And then the second one was probably the screener update. If you can, uh, um, you can have like a little bit of questionnaire inside the app and mm -hmm. it will tell you what's okay, what, what can be improved with your child. So that was one of the biggest updates and we've spent a lot of time and a lot of research on how to do it. We've spoken to many therapists and they helped us out on what would be the correct milestones for the child. So that was the second, I would say. And the third one was the rework of the starting prototyping mechanic since we had since the start and then we replaced it. Uh, I think it was a year and a half later or something like that. And it was a big update for us. We had a lot of research done done a lot of tests with a lot of kids, with a lot of parents to see how it would work. Uh, and other, I think, yeah, those were like the three biggest I remember from now. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I always like, I always like to, when I talk to parents, um, one thing that kind of 
made it a bit of a like a lot of a difference i feel from the parent side of you was introducing speech recognition for example we like the app started with voice recognition then we added speech recognition like recognizing the exact words is that something that you feel like is also a big improvement in terms of like functionality of the app yeah definitely definitely i meant that as a part of the rework of the repeat repeat exercise ah, actually. okay yeah but the, yeah. the whole package yeah because the first versions didn't didn't have it it mm -hmm. only had like the voice so it would pick up the the noise and everything yeah um but yeah the speech really makes a difference since you're actually going for the words that are pronounced correctly instead of just making sounds yeah Exactly. And for those of you don't, who don't know, like Dal mentioned the screener, it's a, basically a questionnaire. It's quite a vast, vast one. It has a lot of questions. Like it, it's actually a really thorough analysis of your child's cognitive, sensory and other skills. Um, so the app gets an idea of where your child stands in terms of milestone with what with what areas he's struggling. So at the end, you get a detailed report on like areas to improve, right? Um, I'm kind of emphasizing on that because a lot of parents see it as a really strong point of speech blobs. They really like the app because of that, because it gives them guidelines. It tells them on what to work. Um, and then they can basically do that with speech blobs, right? Focus on the areas that need improvement. So I think that is really, really one of the best features of the app, I would say, especially in terms of the user, of the parents, how they see it. Mm. Anyhow, um, I wanted to ask you one more thing here. Like there are a lot of like fun stuff in speech blogs. There are funny videos, uh, fact videos. Um, there's also a ton of face filters, for example, right? Um, yeah. people just see, like, just see the magic happening, but like, how does this work in the background? Is this something that was hard to implement? Is it something that you think provides a big addition value to speech blobs? Like what's your point of view on this, like kind of a play area of speech blobs or like play part of speech blobs? Um. Yeah, definitely was th that was one of the most challenging things to, to implement. It works with computer vision, it works with machine learning. Mm. I'm not sure how you guys are kind of familiar with those terms, <laughs> but it kind of started, the idea came from like when Snapchat and Instagram and everyone was trying this out, the devices became powerful enough to be able to do this in real time. So the idea was to make, to still keep the face-to-face -face interaction to it would kind of work as a mirror on the start, which was later changed into something more and more fun. But um, it, it's good that the child can see themselves and kind of play with, with head props and yeah. have a little bit of a playground to kind of keep them engaged. And I mean, the ideas to expand that were even into exercises with tongue, which we kind of ran into difficulties trying to implement that because it's either dark or, really dark red so it's hard to to know in which way it goes but there's still some things that we're exploring there and see what can we do with this kind of computer vision um, technology that would bring even more useful stuff in addition to what you can do with it just by switching the hats and yeah. make it a little bit fun and funny and so on yeah and i mean i totally agree and i feel like it's a really great part of the app itself it kind of adds to this um, 
fun part of learning i think it's super engaging for the kids they love it we get a ton of like stories on instagram parents sharing uh, their children with those face filters so i really think it's one of like the the best features in terms of that um like i already mentioned like speech bluffs improved a lot in the past year since its beginning um we also have speech bluffs not only in english now right for example yeah it's yeah, exactly that. A couple of languages. Now it's in, in, in French and in Portuguese, Portuguese and in Spanish and UK English. So we're so just. So it's, it's, it's expanding slowly, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, big, it's a big project each time you do a language and we really want to do it like correctly, mm -hmm. choose the right words, choose the right content. So it kind of takes time, but slowly moving on uh, to other markets as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, two, two more things maybe before we wrap it up. Um, we always want to add more content, more value to the app itself. Um, but like we are also in the process of Speech Blast ba basically getting his baby brother, if I can say so, right? Um, really, yeah. it's an, an app, it's kind of a, a natural evolution of Speech Blast. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What's it, what's it about? Uh, well, reading actually is meant to to take your child after it's done with speech blabs. So with speech blabs, we're kind of focusing it to fix uh, things and help and engage children from two to like four years old. And reading is something that kinds of a little bit overlaps, but kind of comes after. So it targets pre-reading skills mostly. So it would be different kind of exercises, uh, different kind of engagement. Uh, and more towards those skills that kind of kids would need to learn for them to start reading faster and learn that easier. So we're expanding a little bit into early education instead of just speech therapy, but it's really connected. Uh, and we also know that kids that ha could have some speech therapy, smaller issues could also have issues with reading later on. So it's really good that once you're you're working with speech blabs, you can also try something with reading and you can see if that would help you out as well or your it would help your children out as well. So that's kind of what we aim to do with that product, but it's still very fresh to all of us. There was a lot of research done um, and I guess, I guess we'll see uh, how, how it's going to turn yeah. out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like a really, really nice next step especially for in terms of like child's development um, and as you mentioned speech and reading are like connected on so many different levels um, so I think it's just gonna give a great opportunity to all the parents all the children to kind of work on their speech and at the same time or after they have improved on the speech they can work on reading right so I think it's gonna be a great journey altogether, and it's gonna provide like a really great additional value um to yeah we absolutely hope so yeah um okay so um since we want to keep it short and interesting um for the last part i wanted to ask you what can we or parents or children expect in the future in terms of speech blobs or reading blobs um maybe not maybe okay maybe are there any projects that are going to come to life in the near future? And also maybe from your point of view, are there projects or are there features that you would like to have in the future? But I mean, they are not like confirmed. It's not really 100% sure they're going to be in it, but it's something that, I don't know, there's a certain feature you love that you would like to see in speech blocks or reading blocks, for example. 
Well, okay, that's a really hard question. Um, I definitely like to see that the, the both products improve improve with time and bring bring a lot more value. So, uh, from my point of view, I really like to see uh, people to give us some feedback so we can mm -hmm. see uh, what they're looking for, what they're missing, what we need to improve. So, the first thing that is really important to all of us here, I think, is that people are speak to us and they tell us what they would like to see and based on that based on that we can also it's easier for us to make some decisions um but yeah other than that what what i personally would like to see is some some more information that our app has about your child and that it, we would give back to the parent on how they're improving for example which is really really hard to do uh, but even with screener, even with uh, parents giving us some answers to the questions that uh, that we would ask them, like inside the app, it would give us more information on how long they're practicing, how much their child improved. And based on that, we could really personalize the app a lot more than it is right mm -hmm. now, for example. So th those are kind of the things I'm really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to say how things will turn out. Um, and really yeah, help us with what you want to see from us, well, yeah. what you think it would be good for the apps, uh, and we'll definitely take, consider it in the future. Okay, awesome. Is there any like fun feature that you could see included in speech blobs? I don't know, you're more familiar with the technology nowadays. Is there anything like that's super interesting that could potentially be in the app, for example, just like, I don't know, an idea maybe? Um, yeah, uh, I would definitely like to to improve our our face filters, which you already spoke about. Uh, yeah. So that would be something that we would really detect maybe the tongue to figure that out how it would work, okay. not not just work but actually work good. That we could develop some kind of exercises that are kind of either oral motor or something like that. That would be really challenging and really interesting and i also think it would bring a lot of value but it's really technologically still very hard to do at this point so we'll see if any other devices will bring us maybe a capability that would make that easier for us awesome yeah keeping the fingers crossed for that right i mean um yeah. <laughs> new things are always fun and exciting um okay Dal, thank you so much for this it's been such a pleasure um i think we kept it quite short uh, and interesting um, and yeah, guys, if anybody has any questions, any suggestions, as Dan mentioned, we are always looking for parents' feedback. Uh, give us a shout out. You can reach us on Instagram at speechblubs. You can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash speechblubs. Um, reach us over the email, um, anywhere you want. We are always eager um, to answer and we are always looking forward to your feedback. Um, and that's going to be it for the first episode. Thank you, Dal, for being here, and I'll talk to you in the office. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye-bye.